we have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soul Fire production. What's up, Dojo family? Oh my goodness. I am coming to you today with one of my closest friends and one of the Dojo Council women who has deeply impacted my life in so many ways. I feel like we have come in as like this mutual angel guardianship team for one another. And we just serve and receive each other in this beautiful way uh, over the course of the last several years that we've been in each other's experience. It's really been such a profound connection with Kathleen Hooper, who is one of the most inspiring musicians that I've met, truly the voice of an angel. And she channels some of the most real transmissions through song that speak to and sing into the real, raw, authentic depth of the human experience. And Kathleen and I were jamming a little bit before opening up this episode And I got this hit that it would be super powerful to not only share a direct transmission around Kathleen and her leading edge experience of life, but actually invite an expression around these like pivotal life-changing moments that happen. And then the art that has been created relative to those moments or in, in support of an expression of those moments, trusting that like, we go through such similar passageways archetypally. It's like same, same, but so different. You know, everybody has their own unique experience in life in terms of these pivotal passageways that really serve the makeup of who it is that we are in each season. Like without going through the spinal journey that I've been through, this is like, we could broaden it to physical level you know, physical level trauma and in the process of healing on a physical level, you may not have had spinal stuff, but have you had a journey around healing on a physical level? 
that's a passage that I feel like is a collective archetypal experience for not all, but for many. And who we are often on the other side of these passageways of a physical level transformational healing journey is different. It's like an initiation is something you go through that on the other side of it, you're different. And what different means, is it better? Is it is it more open or more closed? Is a function of your consciousness, is a function of how you choose to journey through it, of how willing you are to let go of resistance on the journey through it. Same thing could be said around the journey of heartbreak. That's another passage that not all, but most human beings on the planet have to face off with and move through. And on the other side of that initiation, you're different. And are you more of you? Are you more open? Are you more closed and hardened? Again, a function of how you choose to journey through it. The passage of loss, of death, of the death, of the physical death. Heartbreak can sometimes feel like that, but the physical loss of the ones that we love, which is a truth of what it means to be on the planet. Another major passage that we move through, these initiatory periods. And Kathleen and I have really bonded over the way we've shown up as angels for each other through some significant initiatory periods in our life. And I'm really proud of us for the ways that we've moved through these initiations and who we've become. I've, I've had the opportunity to witness this woman in her process of becoming and how as a part of that becoming, she makes art out of it. She makes beauty out of it. She dies hard. She goes through the feelings. She's not a bypasser of emotion by any means. She really feels it, really goes through it. And the decisions that she has made, the awareness and consciousness she's applied to these initiatory arcs has been really inspiring. So what I would love to explore today are a, the seer, a, a few of these major pivotal life-altering moments that have made the fabric of who you are today, Kathleen, and then sharing some of the art that has come of those moments with the prayer that these songs will touch the hearts of anyone moving through any of these similar passageways that we all go through as a part of our human journey. Same, same, but different. So tune in as you hear this woman's voice, which is very pleasant to listen to, I must say, to what in your own life sings the same sound, you know, what in your own life has a similar resonance in terms of a passageway that you have moved through or are moving through, or will very likely move through that could be supported in a good way by the frequency that we're bringing today, the frequency of her voice of these sounds, whether it's in word or, or song. So with that, Kathleen, I would love to just welcome your voice and, and welcome you to introduce yourself and really your deepest why for saying yes to the Dojo podcast and speaking and singing to us today. Thank you, Zahara. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Kathleen Hooper and I live in Denver, Colorado. And my deepest why is truly to express my humanness. Yeah. There are many reasons that I believe I'm on this planet. And one of the, the ones at the very top of my, of my life list is to share my voice and to share my song. And that also means sharing my stories, which can be really vulnerable and really intense and really beautiful and bright and bubbly. And I, I'm just, a, as we all are, full spectrum human beings. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean... One of my favorite 
things about you is your humanness, your humanity, your willingness to just be with the real of the moment, you know, and I feel like some of our, the the greatest teachers I know are the ones who are willing to be vulnerable, willing to teach through the integrity of their own experience, which includes being fucking demolished sometimes. And then on the other side, we live in a world of polarity on the other side of some of my biggest demolitions have been some of my biggest expansions. And I've learned how to hold on less tightly to the expansion part because we live in a cyclical reality. There will be another cycle of death and life and death and life. And we don't need to attach to the death either. Meaning like this, it will always be this painful. You know, the more reference points we have of going through heartbreak, death, loss, the more reference points we also have of triumph and victory and expansion and evolution and like the embodied experience of, wow, I don't know how the whole fabric of my makeup absolutely shifted, but it did during that time when I was in the most grief and the most pain. And it was my going through it that led to the strength and resilience that I'm experiencing now, this like unshakable knowing that no matter what I've got me. So I'm curious, Kathleen, like, you know, in terms of your life journey, and Kathleen is also one of the co-founders of Lady or like one of the lead musicians. I don't even know the language to put on it, but she's one of two incredible artists that make up the band Lady, which is with a V, L-V-D-Y. And her, I please look them up on Spotify. They're seriously some of my favorite music that's out. I listen to her work all the time. And it it's the songs that you sing are so clearly ripened through life, like through the life experiences that you've had. So I'm curious, what feels most alive for you in terms of like what led you to beginning to write music? And then what was like, what came to you in terms of like one major life initiation that you feel like you want to bring forward today and what you learned through that? Hmm. Singing has been a part of my existence as long as I can remember. It is not only just natural to me, but was also encouraged by my family. My family is very musical. Both my parents sing, both my sisters sing. I sang growing up in church and it felt like a, like an obvious thing that I would have in my life. And by no means did I plan for it to be my profession. <laughs> And that's part of the beauty of it. And part of the the challenge of like, wow, I, it, this, it feels like it chose me music, singing, this form of expression chose me. And I had the opportunity to say no. And I said, yes. So here I am diving into the world of what it is to be an artist, which is very difficult. It's very beautiful. It has really high highs and it has really low lows, which is one of the things that is pushing me to my edges uh, more than I could have imagined. And I started, I started in, as I said, in church, and then I moved into choir in my school and high school. And then I was deeply involved in musical theater. And it was so fun to play the part of somebody else. Like I could just put on other clothes and I could say the lines and sing the thing that I was supposed to sing as another character. And 
when my parents got me vocal lessons with a world-renowned voice coach, her name is Linda Bryce, after I graduated college, uh, she basically said to me, if you don't use your voice to share it with the world, it will be a deep disservice. Mm. And I immediately burst into tears and was like, what does that mean? Okay, so I have to use my voice. And she said, if you really want to do this, I, I fully believe you can. We had a conversation with my parents and I thought, okay, do I, do I go to the root of like musical theater and be another person on stage or do I be myself on stage? And that was a big moment where I'm like, wow, what does it really fully mean to stand on a stage and be myself? And it's so vulnerable. (laughs) I mean, I not even just because I've been doing it my whole life, I still get nervous. I still have these things come up of like my palms are sweating. I get a little shaky and then the trust comes in and I've never discovered another practice that connects me deeper to the divine. than oh, mm, That's such an interesting parallel because I know you're a Pisces and there is yeah. this beautiful, um, high, high expression of Pisces, which is Pisces is the 12th of the 12 signs in the Zodiac, which it's like the spectrum when all colors blend into one and turn into white. It's like the energy of the chameleon, like the one who can take on the shape of many different archetypal expressions. And so to hear how beautiful and vulnerable, like the path of the actress, right? Like in musical theater, that's one expression, but Mm. perhaps it allows you to stretch into the full capacity of your bandwidth. Like maybe if you don't feel anger so much, but you could find the embodiment of anger through the expression of that in acting. And that's one of the most beautiful things around like theater or performance. It's like, I have so much respect actually living in LA now for a lot of my good friends who are conscious, but also actors or actresses. And they tell me how powerful it is to actually get into character and embody the emotional spectrum of a character that is not you. Yes. I have so much respect as well. I remember I played a character of an, like an 80 year old woman in, uh, in little women. And I was a junior in high school and I had this, like, I had to create, it was so fun and so embodied, but also really difficult. Yeah. And then I played Fontaine and Les Mis my senior year and it was deep heartbreak and it was devastation mm-hmm. and it was power, but it was also like, mm-hmm. I'd never experienced what she experienced, but to put myself in her shoes was a wild opportunity for growth in myself. Super powerful. And I feel like that primes the pump because there's that expression, but then there's almost like, I hear you saying standing on stage just as Kathleen living Kathleen's story and speaking to her story. It's like this most vulnerable, raw, transparent seeing. And that's when I see this beauty in a lot of artists and musicians that are speaking their own tales and singing their own tales and embodying the emotionality of what that experience was actually like through song. And just really honoring the courage it takes. I hear, I heard you say like my hands shake and now yeah. you're playing on big stages, opening for rising Appalachia. And I see you headlining very, you know, like you're headlining your own shows, but 
I, I really feel that this woman can hold stadiums down with her voice. Like there is a, a potency here that is significant and it's such an honor and a gift. Like I bow in reverence and awe at the caliber of women who have said yes to the dojo ecosystem, like to receive a woman of this caliber with this level of power in her voice that can also bring the, that, the intimacy of the power of your voice. We were in a, a ceremony and, you know, having Kathleen present in, in sharing sound guardianship and sharing her voice. And it was so beautiful because I've witnessed her both sing on large stages, like holding stadium down level. I have this flash bulb in my head of seeing you sing at Red Rocks, right? Like, like holding, holding major stadiums down, but then also in a ceremonial context, singing to one sister in the container an inch away from her ear as so soft, like exactly the attunement to the lullaby that would heal and support and serve the heart of that sister in the intimacy of that moment and what her spirit was calling for specifically was also so beautiful. And I just love to hear you also speak to what that's like, to the difference between the larger, you know, being able to command and transmit at scale to like tens of thousands of people, all the way down to the difference of like one. And is one greater than the other? Like, what's the differential between those two things? I feel myself becoming emotional even just in this conversation. Um, as you said, I'm a Pisces. And the, <laughs> the waves that I experience on a day-to-day -day basis, on a moment-to-moment -moment basis is so intense. Yeah. And I would say there's, they, it's difficult to compare. Yeah. It's difficult to compare those experiences because the bigness of, of sharing my voice and having it reach thousands of people is a different kind of energy that I bring than when I'm transmuting one-to-one. -one. Yeah. And yet they're the same because my goal is healing. Yeah. My goal is support to whatever those, th you know, uh, hopefully I reach them all thousand of them or 10,000 of them. Yeah. And if I reach one person that I've done my job. Yeah. So knowing that there's, the intention, Aubrey, my bandmate and I, she's the reason I started writing music in the first place. So I have to bow to her. Incredible musician, incredible artist, incredible friend, really. And she and I always hold hands before we step on stage, no matter where we are, no matter if we're at a playing a house show for 10 people or a stadium of 5,000. And we set our intentions. What do we want people to feel? Mm -hmm. And we go back and forth, connection, inspiration, safety, peace, joy, whatever it might be. We take multiple deep breaths and then we hug each other and, and then we share our gifts. Mm -hmm. And within the ceremony setting, the, the major shift that I feel with that is it's not a performance. Mm -hmm. I'm not there to say, look at me. Here's my, here are my gifts. Dance along with me. I'm here to, to share my heart mm. in, in a deeply personal, 
very intentional setting for healing. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> it, it, it works. It's super powerful. And so that being said, we are speaking to a very receptive audience oriented towards ritual and ceremony and deep, deep willingness to evolve and grow. That's the makeup of the dojo field. That's the makeup of the dojo family. So the ones listening right now, thank you for your presence always. And I'd love Kathleen to move into the first song. So can you share with us a little context about the first song you feel like you'd love to share and and bringing in that energy of ceremony and intention and really inviting everyone to listen with that level of depth and receptivity, because we all have an opportunity here to receive a shift through the frequency of where this song comes from. So what kind of initiation were you going through in the moment this song was written? The first song that I'll share today is a song written in the depths of heartbreak. I felt my entire my entire heart like shattering. Yeah. And this is like the one of one of the first of the shatterings within this actual relationship and um it has supported me in the the uprooting of my of my entire life. So I wrote the song before it got worse. And thank by, goodness. By, by supported me in the uprooting of my entire life. She means by being demolished entirely and everything in my known reality completely falling apart relative to my heart being broken and by sure. this relationship, which I'm sure we can all relate to on one level or another, like that, that heartbreak with that partner, this was your fiance, correct? At a certain point, right? With that person that you, you really think, and I've had a couple of these where you really think this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. What a, what a, a, a devotion that is to really receive that in yourself. And then for the unfoldment to not lead in that direction, and for the unfoldment to, for everything that you thought you knew to fall away, man, like just tuning into that. And if anyone listening is in that moment, may this song really serve you in a good way. Absolutely. So this is the first time we broke up <laughs> and we weren't quite, we weren't engaged yet, but we were deeply in love and realizing that our paths were going in different directions. And, and I was in the Redwoods in uh, California on tour with my band with lady and I was on the I was on Pfeiffer beach mm. and I am deeply connected to mother earth to nature nature supports me nature surrounds me nature holds me and I was on this beach where the where the water meets the, the the forest and the mountains and I had these words come to me and it's turned into a song called rise and when we recorded it, Aubrey, that day when we recorded it with Random Rab, our dear friend, she wrote that the second verse on the spot. So I'll sing, I'll sing uh, my verse, and then you'll have to go and listen to the the full song to hear uh, her verse. Please do. I am so. This is one of my favorite songs that exists. I'm obsessed with it. So it's called <laughs> Eyes by Lady L V D Y. And literally, you know how that some artists you can find them on Spotify and every song on every album is like, Oh my God, 
literally, that's how I feel. And I'm not just saying that because Kathleen is one of the dojo women and <laughs> friends. Like, really, you y'all know I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Like, I, I listen to her music all the time, and you can just press play and go through all of them, and they'll all become really deeply meaningful songs. So check it out for sure. All right, so rise. Oh, mountains, hold me tight. Oh, river, wash me tonight. Oh, trees, teach me to be wise. Oh, breath, help me rise. Oh, mountains, Hold me tight, oh river, wash me tonight. Oh trees, teach me to be wise. Mm. Oh breath, won't you help me rise? Wisdom living in your bark, lift me, help me through the dark. Spirits come and speak to me. Through your roots, through your branches, through your leaves. Fill my lungs with oxygen. I breathe you in and I'm whole again. Love, it must come from within, from within. Oh, mountains, hold me tight. Oh, river, wash me tonight. Oh, trees, teach me to be Oh, breath, won't you help me rise? Won't you help me rise? Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow, 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 wow. Yes, yes, yes. I just have chills hearing you sing that song and what a reminder it is. It's like people ask, like, how do I get through heartbreak? How do I, I don't think I'm ever going to get through this. I don't think I'm going to be okay. Like these are things I hear, you know, a lot of my clients say in the midst of heartbreak. And I've heard myself say in the midst of heartbreak mm -hmm. and going to nature, sometimes it is as simple as literally laying it all down on the earth. Like I have literally laid my belly against the rocks in, in Boulder, which is where Kathleen and I met. And she was scooping me off the pavement after a, a four-year relationship ended. And she and her ex-fiance actually basically adopted me and took me in their RV to Moab with all their friends. And that's a huge force of what kept me in Colorado was the, 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 the adoption basically from Kathleen where <laughs> they just they just scooped me right up into their arms and introduced me to the community there. And it was there a few months later that I met my next partner. And so we've really, you know, played big role. And I had moments, you know, during that phase where I was just literally would, I didn't know what else to do, but like put my body in the river and get real cold for like five minutes, right? Like just freezing Colorado river, just boom, state change or sit under a tree and just feel, just feel the bark and, and cry or lay literally face down on the boulder faces, like of these big mountains that and scream that could yeah. just hold it, you know? And so this song really reminds me of Sometimes there isn't an answer and often with heartbreak, there's not a quick way through. It's just the acceptance of the only way out is through and the way through is the feeling. 
and allowing these big emotions of sadness and grief and pain to rip through you. And the best way to support yourself in doing that is getting into nature because nature will unwaveringly hold. And this actually is the song that when I was, um, after my most recent breakup, I was going through heartbreak and I've shared about this on a prior podcast. I think I was at my altar and I was just laying it down on the altar. And I was asking life like, man, like I was in the energy of like, this is so much like, am I like, am I going to be okay? This is so much. And, and just opening and opening to trusting life. And I felt really alone in that moment. And all of a sudden out of the blue, the song Kathleen just sang came on rise. And I just get flooded with chills and her voice just fills the room. I'm in Los Angeles. She's in Colorado. I'm just having this deep moment again. And it was this reminder that there's always support. There's always angels. There's always a higher guidance happening even if, and often, especially when what you're being asked is to do this part of your process alone, which is alone can turn into all one, right? To remember that you are all one, you are always, always, and always connected with the whole. And when we are overly dependent on the other to know that we're okay, it's often important that we go through the passage of independence and reclaiming our sovereignty and stabilizing in that sovereignty, which means feeling the feelings we might have resisted around aloneness. And it was this beautiful affirmation from life that's like, even in your aloneness, you are always supported. And so this song really served that purpose for me. So I I really pray that it does the same for any of you that are listening. Thank you, Ma. My pleasure. My pleasure. Hello, my loves. If you've been following me for a while, you know that over the past several years, I've birthed an ecosystem of transformational containers that have not only yielded profound personal evolution for all involved, but also true, lasting sisterhood. And the intimacy cultivated within this sisterhood has yielded a field of true safety that is profoundly conducive to personal transformation. And it keeps getting stronger. The dojo field has seen cohort after cohort of women claim their freedom, truth, and higher calling. And the women keep showing up for one another year after year. It's truly profound. I really trust the magnetism of the dojo field, and it is time now to call in the women for the next cohort of the dojo immersed. The Dojo Immersed is a three-month higher self-embodiment initiation for women who are leaders, facilitators, and natural guides ready to claim their next levels of service and empowerment. Saying yes to this container means a commitment to massive expansion. It means being willing to see everything that is not in full alignment in your life and being willing to dive deep into your own personal healing process, claim responsibility for your creative power, and create full congruency in every area of your life. Inside, you'll journey with an intimate cohort of 10 to 12 women who are devoted to doing the same. Women who are devoted to sisterhood and devoted to liberation in service of life on this planet. 
This three-month container centers on a three-night in-person immersion and qualifies you to continue forward into the deeper layers of entrainment available within the dojo ecosystem. If you're feeling the call, now is the time to fill out an application and set up a call to explore alignment with me. Visit zaharazimring.com slash the dojo immersed or see the link in the show notes to apply. So the next one, share with us, what, what was, what was the next passage that you moved through that felt like an important one? I have had a very interesting relationship with my body and my sensitivity, like just me as a human being, being so sensitive and like finding tears well up in my eyes often and feeling overwhelmed and trying to navigate my energy and another person's energy. And I'm a caretaker. I'm deeply nurturing. And I love love that part of myself Mm -hmm. and learning how to take time for myself, for my gentleness, for my sensitivity has been a crucial part of, of my process of knowing, okay, it's time for me to take a break. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to reconnect to myself Mm -hmm. because I want to support and help. And and then all of a sudden I feel depleted and then I'm irritated and then I'm frustrated. I'm like, why? Oh, because I need to just be with me for a little bit. So I, I, in my, in my journey of discovering not only my own voice, but how I'm here to share and teach and guide and support other people in exploring their voices. That has lifted my world in ways that I I have a difficult time putting into words other than than gratitude, deep gratitude. And the gift of song, the healing powers of music, are innately in us. And I lead one-on-one vocal lessons and online groups, and I'm, I'm guiding people to write mantras for themselves. So meditative phrases, words, affirmations, manifestations that can support them on their journey. So a lot of my songs are really just mantras that when repeated over and over and over and over again, you start to believe, you start to feel, you start to become. Mm. So this is a mantra and um, mantras are, they're usually in um, Hinduism and and Buddhism in Sanskrit or in, in other languages. And, but the chanting power remains no matter where you are, no matter what you believe in that the power of chanting is is really deeply spiritual and deeply healing. Mm-hmm. So this is a song that I wrote called Gentle Time. And I just recorded it with Aubrey and our friend and fellow musician, amazing producer as well, Dan Rodriguez, in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. And so this is a, a really just a sweet, a sweet song for the heart. Mm-hmm. I took some time to get away so I could go within. Come on, girl, you want to say, what are you wondering? How that blue 
sky got so blue Am I just the same as you? Where do our souls go when we fall asleep? You know I've been questioning I'm trying to hear the message and Listen to my heart and where it leads Does the sun ever miss the moon? Do you feel spirit too? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Yes. Well, I'm learning to take gentle time to trust and love this soul of mine. I took some time to get away so I could go within. Come on, girl. You wanna say what are you wondering? How that blue sky got so blue? Am I just the same as you? Where do our souls go when we fall asleep? You know I've been questioning. I'm trying to hear the message and listen to my heart and where it leads. Does the sun ever miss the moon? Do you feel spirit too? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Well, I'm learning to take gentle time to trust and love this soul of mine. Yes, I'm learning to take gentle time to trust and up this soul of mine. Oh, my goodness. Y'all expect me to talk after all these songs. I'm like going on a journey with everyone. Thank you. That is so beautiful. It reminds me of this moment um, in the last dojo immersion where I had this hit relative to you in the way that you show up in the space with so much empathy, like with so, like you're feeling with and for the individuals as they're going through the depths of their process. Many of those processes touching on and healing through extraordinary trauma. And you've named that in your upbringing, there hasn't been as much visceral trauma that you've gone through as an, as an individual on your own. And often when individuals, you know, some, some come into the planet and just, that's not the path that they're on is to go through the denser layers of the, of, of trauma in different forms. Although I do feel like we all have our own versions of it. And that being said, I, I noticed that when an individual hasn't had a similar experience, often it can be harder to empathize or hold space for ones who have. And what I've noticed with you has not been that at all. In fact, it's been the opposite. I feel you with this enormous capacity to hold for others who are moving through the trenches of deep somatic emotional release that is connected to um, really intense uh, trauma that's being healed. And in the energy of that trauma being healed, you hold this pristine energetic of both empathy 
which you were describing going into this song, which is like, you know, your compassion and your care for and feeling with others, which can go into its shadow of losing yourself in the other. (laughs) But there's also the gift of when the empathy, when you give yourself the time and space to let your, the waters of your consciousness settle into your own baseline, which the song was about, you then have the capacity to like feel with an individual who's going through a really deep healing process. And then So that does that, that is a field free of shame, a field free of judgment, a field of total inclusion, total support, total championing. And then the place you're singing from, because you're not storing that trauma in your own body, it's like you're empathizing with, holding for the individual going through the healing process. And then the transmission of song that comes through your body creates this opportunity to entrain into a frequency of like untarnished, unconditional love. And I, I want to be careful with the word untarnished because I've been through a lot of trauma in my life and have healed through it. And actually I feel that what I'm doing, I wouldn't be doing if I hadn't gone through what I've been through. So actually remove the word tarnished. I don't consider anyone who's been through tra- trauma trauma's consciousness untarnished. In fact, I think a lot of artists that are singing from that place are singing with an embodied expression. It's like a very unique expression that can only come from one who's walked that through that fire. But at the same time, there's a balance of like this angelic, pristine frequency of like it's untouched. And if you clear out emotional content or like that's been stuck at a somatic level, what do we replace that with? You clear out this energy that's been held on a somatic level. And I'm working the healing mat and doing a lot of doctoring and we're moving a lot of energy out, but then what do we put back in? And that's when it's been so beautiful to see you come in. And if you guys just feel the frequency of her voice, it's like this channeling of the heavens like, let's put heaven back in. If we're going to put anything back in, why don't we put some heaven in there? And like, that's really what it feels like that you're transmitting this like heavenly frequency of, of hope, of love, of joy that, that really comes through you. But it's tempered with this empathy that allows you to actually feel with what the person's going through. So it's not this I think some some individuals who haven't been through it, a lot of the fire themselves can feel a little bypassy, like where it's like, yeah, just get over it. And I'll sing about getting over it. Like yours doesn't feel like that. It feels like you're very like, I'm with you in it. Oh my God. It's almost like you're experiencing it with them. And then you sing right into it with this like judgment-free frequency. It's really powerful to see. And it also speaks to the way sometimes our greatest gifts sit next to our Achilles heels. So if you imagine being a woman who hasn't gone through as much deep trauma, but you're capable of empathizing with it, and then you get wrapped, you you can, if you get, if you're not in the holding of your gift, it would be easy to get wrapped, lose yourself in the ex- emotional experience of someone else that isn't yours. And that's when we start to take over responsibility and lose our boundaries. But if you're holding it well, then you're actually creating a healing field, which is empathy, compassion, unconditional love, non-judgment, feeling with. 
And it's just really beautiful to see. So I'm wondering if you could speak to that a little bit, like how the greatest gifts sit next to the Achilles heel and how you've, what work you've done for any of those of the empaths that are listening, which is probably many of you, what have you done to kind of work on that boundary to know yourself as a different from the other emotionally? Wow. That's such a great question. And it is, it has taken some time and some work and as you mentioned, I, I feel so grateful to have grown up in an environment that was completely unconditional love, unconditional love, no matter what, Yeah. like in the no matter whatness, my parents yeah. who I'm grateful to share are, are deeply in love and almost 40 years together wow. and beautiful reflection. And I also was a happy kid. I didn't, I, I feel like I, I was, a, was an observer and also felt things and then felt the experience of like, oh my gosh, I feel so deeply. I feel so intensely for this person and I want them to be okay. And I want them to be better and then trying to fix it. And then being deemed as the, the archetype of the angel, which has been beautiful and also somewhat challenging to live up to yeah. like, well, God, that's a lot to hold. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What about those moments where I'm like not feeling angelic? Yeah. (laughs) For this call, I was weeping for an hour with my therapist. I had to redo my makeup because I'm like, yeah, I I was dancing in, I was dancing in the, in my living room with my roommate, like shaking out energy and I felt great. And then I'm like sobbing and I feel so grateful that I, that I'm able to be with the full expression of myself and and then turn down that voice of judgment. Yes. I think my work, my work in, in the space of vocal technique, as well as just vocal expression has been incredibly helpful for me because I have, I have an, I have access. I mean, we all do because we all have voices, but I have access to this part of, of expression that allows me to sift through some of my icky, weird, uncomfortable feelings so that I can be clear mm-hmm. so that in ceremony spaces, or even when I'm meeting one-on-one with clients and they're breaking down about a very, very intense trauma that they had around their voice or why there's blockages or why or how they were treated and told to shut their voices off. And now there's, there's damage and there's challenge. Mm-hmm. And with all of that, something that I've learned from my parents, my sisters, my therapists, we are whole. We are wholeness. And if we can see each other in wholeness all the time, you and I have worked on this as well together, then no matter what somebody is experiencing, I can still see them with love and wholeness and purity and beauty and strength and wisdom even in the demolishing of my heart, even in the leaving of my former partner, even in my world being uprooted to have grace and empathy, it has given me strength to understand what other people are feeling. Yeah. And I kind of giggle at this because I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but my name Kathleen means pure. Mm. And again, that's kind of a lot to hold. 
if I can hold all that. I mean, if I'm going to want to hang out with any angel, it's definitely going to be the angel that's like, I don't know. I would be like, (laughs) I just, you're, you're real. You're being real. Like you're human as well. And like, that does put a lot of pressure on any of us to be like in a pedestalized. Totally. You know? And I think that's part of the process of like, okay, I'm here to hold you. And so much of it is the the four agreements. One of the four agreements is take nothing personally. So as I step into, in some ways in ceremonies, guardian space, I'm just like, I am here as a guardian and a love and a support for you and your journey. And I also have me. Yeah, totally. It's so- And not losing myself which can be very easy when I'm like sobbing with someone who's lost someone. And I'm like, Oh my, right. Here we go. Take a deep breath, root ground in, feel my vibration. The last ceremony we did together, I put my head on the ground and I started to hum and I started to feel the vibration of the center of the earth. Mm. And I felt my, my voice pull through the deepest parts of of like through the house, through the ground, through the cement, through the dirt, through the, the, like all of it into the core and pull it out and then sing out the vibration of the earth, its own frequency. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is what it's all about. Super powerful. Yeah. It's, it's also reminds me of, that's a beautiful way to remind ourselves like in, you know, in ceremony spaces or when you're on stage performing, like there can be um, like this pressure to live up to a positive projection or in either of those spaces, if negative projections come in and to not lose yourself in that either while people are going through big, deep process processes, or if something that you do on stage doesn't live up to their expectation and like, you know, to really actually be in the dance of like how to hold yourself no matter what through anything while also deeply engaging with the felt sense of the other. And like, that's just a total life dojo of what it means to be a sensitive human being on the planet at this time. And I would say, good work. You're doing it. And and any other twos on the Enneagram, (laughs) learning, learning the process of holding myself, taking care of myself, making sure my cup is full. And I, 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 I'm not, I I struggle still. I would say it's still, it's still something that I'm deeply connected and looking at and diving into in order to find more balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. And it's important that we're okay with it always kind of being an ongoing process, you know? <laughs> so as we start to land the ship of this episode, I'm wondering if there's one more passage that was super impactful for you or that feels really alive today that you could share with us connected to a song or an expression? Sure. I have butterflies in my stomach thinking about this one because it is hand down the most vulnerable, the most raw, authentic, um, I would say intense songs I've ever written. Yeah. And I'm so proud of it. I think that sometimes even, even in this world of creation, even in this world of making music, I had a conversation with my friend Zach yesterday about this. Sometimes we can hide behind our music and we're like telling the truth just enough to get by and to make something that people might, might like. But what if we were to get like really, really honest? Yeah. 
and that can make you feel naked. Mm -hmm. So this song, this song I wrote as I started thinking about um, some deeply uncomfortable parts of my life and then looking at other people's lives of like, wow, it is, it is quite a doozy to be a human being. And I, that's not even the right, the right word, but it is complex. It is layered. It is beautiful. It is ecstatic. It is heartbreaking. It is challenging. It is confusing. It is uh, so many things. So this is a song that I wrote called human. Mm. Yeah. And usually I'll, I'll have the guitar, but I'll do my best acapella. Mm -hmm. And this song has supported me again in ways I didn't expect when I wrote it. And I wrote it before I went through my, the massive um, dismantling of my life, the leaving of my partner the leaving of a community and a land and, and then starting, starting anew. <clears throat> what do you do in every move you make? Feels like you're ripping off a scab. You want to scream, it hurts so bad. What do you do when your heart's about to break? They were the person of your dreams. And now it's ripping at the seams. I just want to heal. There's so much that I feel. Is this part of the deal? Being human, whoa. What do you do when you're afraid of what they'll think? Numbed by fear, failure, and doubt. So you shut everybody out. How do you move through the layers of the past? Holding your ancestors' pain. And trauma flows within your veins. I just want to heal. There's so much that I feel. Is this part of the deal? Of being human? Whoa. To be too small if you don't win you're nothing at all hold back who you are that's what we're told from the start that's what we're told no 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 So much that I feel is this part of the deal of being human, oh, of being human, oh. Mm. 
you feel. This is part of the deal. Being human. Whoa. Being human. Whoa. Being human. Whoa. Mm. My goodness. Mm. I really feel the depth that that one came from. Oh. And I guess it is a part of the deal of being human is to be willing to experience the full spectrum of life, of aliveness, which is to be non-resistant to any part of it. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. And it also yields full spectrum aliveness. When we're willing to feel the tough stuff, we also are able to access the heights, the highest heights. And that song really, really encourages willingness is one of my favorite words. Like what, what can we like really ask for? Like, what's the key ingredient I feel like to, you know, slay life and whatever, in terms of like really being in alignment with your own path to me, like willingness is one word that could really encapsulate it is like, just to be willing to say yes, to be willing to go through the fires, to be willing to say no, to be willing to listen, to be willing to slow down, to be willing to speed up, to be willing to walk in unwavering alignment with what it is that you're being asked to do relative to the season of your life in this moment, which will look different than each one of ours. But I really pray that anything in this episode, from the songs to the stories to the transmissions, inspired a deeper willingness in you to say yes or no, or whatever it is that you're being called for. And know that there are resources when it comes to the journey with the voice, like Kathleen carrying now group containers and one-on-one -on -one sessions. And I personally have been on a really profound journey with my voice over the last couple of years. And it has unlocked. I can finally really claim that the question is out. Now I'm like, I'm not singing with a question anymore. I'm really loving music. I'm really opening up to new dimensions of really yeah. feeling the possibility of writing my own songs. And like, it's incredible, but it's also the journey with the voice has also really asked me to touch up against some very uncomfortable places and some of my deepest core woundings around where I've dissociated from the body. And I was, I've shared with Kathleen, I'm like, wow, I, I, I have so much more respect and reverence for what it is to like take a voice lesson. Like I came in just thinking like, yeah, we're going to do some, you know, vocal exercises and stuff. And it was like way deeper than what I thought it was going to be. So I just, I cannot recommend enough. If you're one who has thought, I don't sing, that's not something I do. If you have a voice, you can sing. If I'm doing it, you can do it. So sure. if, if that's a journey you want to embark on, I know Kathleen is opening her first of many group containers to unlock the voice and also does private work. So Kathleen, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about where everybody can find you and also any upcoming shows with Lady. Um, just let us know your, your locations. That would be wonderful. Yes, teaching voice lessons has been, uh, it's surprised me. It's surprised me. 
and it is deep work and it's also very accessible. So if you, if you feel any sort of desire or curiosity around it, I just, I invite you to, to look at that and to step in, step in and see what's possible. And so I teach one-on-one. I have a website called awakenvoice.com. My, my voice business is called Awaken Your Voice. And I, as Zahara just mentioned, I just launched my first online group. It's going to be a really small, really beautiful, safe, fun, playful, expansive container. And we'll be meeting online. So wherever you are, you can access it as long as you have the internet. And that's called Awakening Our Voices. So it's really waking from the slumber of what we've been told of how we've been shut off or shut down. And how do we speak our truth? How do we build confidence? How do we find a safe environment to build community in sharing our voices? And again, my band is Lady, L-V-D-Y on Instagram, lady.music, L-V-D-Y.music. We also have a website, ladymusic.com. And we just started getting into TikTok, which is a whole thing. It's just, it's happening. <laughs> oh, here, I'm embracing it, trying to. And, and the next few shows that we have, we'll be in Colorado in mid-May. We're playing a house show May 18th, and then a So Far Sounds on May 19th. We're deeply dedicated to the So Far Sounds community. And then we'll be in the San Francisco area, the Bay Area, Mill Valley, as well as um, Berkeley in July. We're excited about that, probably July 10th, 11th, 12th. And all of our all of our things are updated on our on our Instagram. So just give us a follow and and then of course on on Spotify and wherever you stream your music, we would love any sort of support, whether it's adding it to playlists, adding songs to playlists, sharing them with people. It really does support this journey that we're on, which is complex and weird and and I'm learning every single day how to keep stepping up to the plate and getting creative with with the artist journey. Well, watching you, witnessing you do that, you know, has been really incredible for me to see so much expansion, so much growth, so much wide width in your wingspan through all of our time together. So I'm just <laughs> celebrating you every level. <laughs> And highly encouraging all of you to check Kathleen out with her private offerings and also the music with Lady. And I'm so grateful. Oh, to all I have a I have a lullaby album too. Oh, if there yes. are any parents oh. or any parents or little kiddos out there, nieces and nephews, I created a song for children, an album for children. Yeah, which is also so, so, so beautiful. And you can find it all under her name. And so check it out and truly just feeling so grateful, Dojo family, for the depth with which you listen. I can feel it. It is felt. You are felt. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. 
You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring, and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart, leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.